Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Lindsey Wong. Lindsey is the head men's coach of the San Jose State Bowling Team. He's also co-owner of Off the Sheet Pro Shop in San Jose, California. Lindsay, want to thank you for joining myself and Coach K. Steve Klemkin today. Yes, thanks for having me on. Hey, San Jose State Spartans. Now, plenty of great players, you know, like yourself, have gone through that program. Tony Reyes, uh, Charlie Esteban, Linda Barnes, name a few. And, uh, in fact, we actually battled you guys for the national title in 1993 in Indianapolis. It was a heck of a match, I remember that. But did you think at that time, uh, Lindsay, that you'd become the head coach, you know, maybe one day back then, did you think that, you know, eventually you would lead, you would actually lead this team moving forward? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, the, that I've always felt uh, a passion for, um, you know, collegiate bowling and, you know, what we do at that level, um, you know, really teach the kids, you know, more about the sport and give them that sort of next level that they're going to compete in at, you know, from junior bowling to the collegiate level and then ultimately to whatever they want to do, whether it's the pros or, you know, so on, but give them that, you know, real good foundation. So I've always really enjoyed, um, you know, coaching and, and helping out um, people really just kind of learn the game more. And, and obviously I did kind of stick around after that, you know, those years that you kind of referred to, which uh, were sort of the, the years in which we made it to the nationals and you know, kind of vied for a title, as he said, in '93, which is a <laughs> which was a, a fun, bittersweet uh, you know event, and that we you know finished runner-up, which was the highest I think we'd ever finished in the in the history of of our uh, bowling program. But um, you know, it, it was great to kind of you know, stick around, kind of you know help out the program a little bit as an assistant. But then, yeah, I kind of took it over and. You know, it, it was, it's great um, sort of being, um, you know, kind of leading the way here as far as getting the, um, the program, you know, going the direction it needs to. So what do you think has been uh, the, the key to the success of the bowling program out there? Um, I think, you know, obviously um, there, there's actually a great sort of junior bowling base in this area, like the Bay Area in general has got, um, you know, great, um, junior programs, uh, you know, a lot of bowling centers have them. Um, there's a lot of junior um, bowling tournament clubs where they can actually, you know, those those bowlers that want the higher level competition can actually go and, um, you know, and see um, the better bowlers and compete at that level. And then, and then, yeah, again, the the word of mouth of kind of getting um, them into college and being able to, um, you know, bowl at that level. Um, I think kind of just bleeds over um, into it. And it's, again, great that we've um, had over the years, like the folks that you've named off with Tony and Charlie and a whole host of other guys that have come through, even on the women's side, that have gone from, um, you know, junior bowling to the collegiate to, you know, to the pros and, and beyond. So, um, And we're kind of in that mode right now, which is kind of the, uh, a wonderful success that we've been having the last um, you know, few years is that there's been a, 
junior bowling kind of wave of you know talent that has sort of come through um, you know for all teams that are kind of in this area so especially um, here at San Jose State with the the Tang brothers and um, a couple other folks that have come through the, the junior program so it's been great hey tell us tell us a little bit uh, too about off the sheet pro shop and I do uh, I do love the your motto or your slogan by the way if it doesn't fit it won't hit. That's awesome. <laughs> That's right. And, and I know it's one of the one of the greatest pro shops, you know, on the West Coast. You have a great reputation. A lot of talented people, ball drillers, and people associated with the pro shop. Now, that, that's I think you you started out with Tony back at like 2007. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Um, yeah, it was kind of the time where uh, you know Tony had did his run out on tour. He was kind of looking for something to you know be a normal <laughs> you know kind of job and stuff. Um, back home, he was interested in also kind of helping coach the team, you know, a little bit and kind of give back a little bit more to, you know, the, the program that had, you know, he'd been had so much success with. Um, and so it just kind of worked out that we um, kind of got together, partnered up um, the bowling center that, um, you know, at 4th Street Bowl was looking for, you know, an operator to kind of go in. They were very great and remodeling a little space for us and kind of built that out and um yeah and then with you know tony and his i say his reputation from you know being out on tour shooting the 300 you know winning the title and kind of you know being kind of in that that spotlight for um, all those years really kind of helped kind of launch the um the pro shop and you know a lot of people you know came through and and as you kind of alluded to, or you know, motto really is making sure that that people understand and are educated about the game a little bit more, and try and get them the right tools. Um, you know, we're not just there to sell bowling balls. We really want them to um, you know learn more about the game from more of the coaching standpoint, more of an education standpoint, and um, you know, and get them um, to enjoy it more and and be better at it. So on the somber note with Tony Reyes, everyone knows what happened. Um, and how, how are Nicole and Gianna doing? I know a lot of the bowling community reached out to, to them and have helped out. And I just want to see if you have kind of an update on, on how things are going. Yeah, actually, um, they're doing great. Um, I think uh, his daughter Gianna is now three, I believe. Um, I think she just turned three. And, and yeah, we've seen them every year. Um, you know, since then we host a, um, a PBA regional tournament out here in, in Tony's name, and, and they come out every year. Um, his, his family, his mom, his brother and sister, um, and all their cousins and nephews, everybody all come out and, and uh, really support the event. And a lot of the folks that bowl it, you know, want to bowl it just because they, you know, love Tony, they were, you know, a part of, um, you know, maybe a coaching thing that he did or whatever it was, and they still want to kind of remember him and, and be uh, a part of it. But, you know, I've, yeah, I've seen and talked with Nicole and Gianna for, you know, obviously the last few years, and, you know, they're, they're doing fine, you know, they're kind of you know, still um, trying to remember but also kind of move on and do you know what they um kind of need to do to to uh, you know live their life and and uh, and but still remember 
uh, Tony and what he uh, what he sort of brought to the the world, not only in the bowling world, but you know, to just life in general. So, yeah, you'd be hard hard pressed to find a more personable uh, you know person than Tony was, and I could imagine yeah. it would would be awfully you know fun just I mean working you know right next to him, and and as far as yeah. how customers would respond to him coming into the shop because. I don't, I don't know anyone that didn't like him, you know, I yeah. mean, really, yeah. you know, there's, yeah. he didn't have an enemy in the world. I had a, yeah. uh, I had kind of an interesting thought too, um, just regarding Tony, um, you know, and I do remember back when they had those trick shots that mm-hmm. they used to do all the time and his kind of, sort of his staple when he was on TV was doing the, the one step approach Yeah. where he would right. just stand on his right foot, just swing the ball back and, and bowl it. I wonder if they've ever thought like part of that tournament, maybe you do like a little side like a one-game tournament where everybody just the whole game bowls <laughs> with one well, step. Uh, huh? one Has that step, been done yeah, before? Yeah, I know. Uh, no, I don't think in the tournament-wise. I mean, we did try to do some, uh, um, some like we did a little tribute um, event and stuff for Tony, in which we had, you know, some raffles. We had some um, coaching, and we had a few, like, kind of trick shot things that some people tried to do, and they, you know, tried to do... Uh, a lot of things. We tried to set up the flying eagle that he did, which I think was oh, yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty uh, famous as well, and that kind of yep. worked out okay. But uh, yeah, the the one step was kind of the the signature thing that he did. And I think he struck like every time that he did it on TV. So it was it's incredible. Uh, it was I know. Great, but uh, you know that was one of the things that obviously a tool that we used at San Jose State when he was bowling. You know to really. You know, isolate some things in your finished position, whether it was the knee bend, the release, I mean, all those things, and he just got so good at it, um, which is obviously why he became the player that he was, but, you know, that sort of just translated over to when he could do those trick shots and stuff, so it really wasn't a trick shot, it was just something normal, I think that he just, you know, loved to do and, and could do it really well. Well, you talk about training tools, and one of the tools that I found on your website was a bunch of mp3 files that can be used as training tools that talk about developing mental toughness and the um, psychology of winning talk about number one how you did that and why you you know why you did that and how that's actually even helped your team moving forward sure yeah Uh, and that was again one of the things that um, terry gregory who you know was the head coach and the program administrator for the san jose state teams basically since the beginning, I mean, through the, the 70s and the 80s, and obviously while Tony and I and other folks were all um, bowling, um, he was really into um, not only the physical game, but he really was into the, you know, the mental side of things you know, and, and knowing what you needed to do um, you know, at whatever time, whether it was a, a pressure situation or even a non-pressure situation to, you know, how your brain thinks and how you need to actually, you know, kind of train yourself uh, mentally to, you know, sort of perform at that level. So that series of um, MP3 files actually came from some old, um, you know, audio cassette tapes that we, um, as a team, actually listened to on a pretty regular basis um, when we were uh, all bowling. It was, it started in like the 90. 91 season or something like that and kind of carried through um, the next like five the six years um, where we just would listen to it on a regular basis um, and it was you know, really a great way to just reinforce all the things that 
winners in general, whether it was bowling related or not, um, could be translated into sport and you know life in general. So um, I've tried to pass it on to you know the kids that are you know bowling on the team nowadays, and you know try to get them to again understand that it is more than just physically throwing the ball down the lane, but it's understanding from the mental side. And I think you know this team that we have now is pretty pretty mentally tough as far as you know understanding what it takes to win and and being able to um, put that into the practice um, you know in competition hey on one of our previous uh, podcasts we've had a, a college bowler tell us that bowling league wasn't important to them mm-hmm. what, what, are, what are your thoughts on that is that the, is that kind of the a common, you know, thought of players on your team—do they bowl out of league or, or not really? Just too much uh, time needed for school and uh, tournaments, or? Yeah, at the at the college level, I guess I will probably say that's kind of the case. Um, where it's just it's been hard for the team players to actually, you know, bowl in a league um, over the last couple years we've actually um, they're actually in the process of renovating our student union so the, we've actually not had our practices at the at the bowling center down there on campus which has always been a great you know thing for the players because they could you know go down and practice in between classes or whatever it is so it's uh, and we've also had a uh, a booster league which was kind of a fundraiser but also a way for all the players to you know, get together and bowl league, bring in some people from the outside and, and so on. So unfortunately we haven't been able to do that the last few years, but um, the some of the players, they actually have a league um, at one of the other centers that meets um, like once a month. So they actually just kind of bowl that. Um, it's not a regular league session, so it's kind of maybe finding a league or finding something that is more adaptable to their schedule and uh, and I think that um, seems to work um, for them because again they're pretty busy with you know tournaments and stuff that we travel to um, especially on the weekends um, and then same with other events like if they're all bowling junior tournaments or other you know adult or youth tournaments they end up um, not uh, being able to to bowl league as much so um, you know, unfortunately, I think that's kind of the, the, the way it goes, at least at the college bowling level. So, Lindsay, how were you able to take your experience as a pro shop operator and share that knowledge with your team? And then the other part of the question is, how beneficial do you feel it is for, I mean, taking your team, collegiate players, younger players, to understand the layouts and some of the more technical side of bowling and some of the, you know, the intricacies of the right. game? Yes, right. So, you know, I have been fortunate enough to, you know, be in kind of the, the pro shop world for, um, you know, the, the number of years probably. I mean, I think I even started when I was in college myself. So uh, it's been like 20-plus years since uh, I've actually been in the pro shop business and seen a lot of changes from equipment and technology and whether it's the cores, the covers, etc. So um, it is a lot different than it was before, but you know now with a lot of the technology, it's uh, it's very important to know you know what um, what the bowling balls do and and being able to understand 
at least the basics of, you know, core shape and how that translates into, um, you know, motion and the shape of the, the ball path as it goes down the lane, understanding surfaces, um, you know, actual, and then, of course, the, the other parts of the technology, whether it's the, um, you know, the cover um, preparation and so on. So, um, you know, it, it is really important for us to, you know, translate that and, and try to get the kids to understand what um, this technology does because it's, it is so important that, um, you know, you have the right um, range of arsenal um, at your disposal because of the conditions that we see not only over the course of a season but over the course of even just a tournament and a day is going to change so much that you've really got to be prepared um, for it. And that being said, too, I think our, our guys, um, our players tend to also understand that there is some things you can do to manipulate the um, ball motion with, you know, whether it's hand position or speed or the other kind of things that um, used to be the, you know, the, the norm as far as how you adjusted um, what the ball did um, to give yourself even more options um, in your bag than just, you know, say four or five balls that you bring to a tournament, um, you know, at some of the larger events, that you've got, you know, a larger arsenal at your disposal. So it's... It's definitely one of those things that you've got to, um, you know, teach um, people the the importance of the technology side and not just give them a ball and send them on their way. So, great points there. And uh, final question I have for you, Lindsay, just regarding that, as far as uh, like you had mentioned uh, the technical side of things. What do you now? Collegiate bowling, you guys bowl on, on tougher conditions than what, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of, uh, you know, league play and house shots and stuff is like. What, as far as understanding equipment-wise, do you use your information as far as knowing, like, core shape and, and layout, and, or is it more understanding, like, lane conditions? Like, how do, how do you, what do you think is the biggest uh, benefit or, or beneficial thing to know uh, either as a player or a coach when you're trying to compete on these, these sport patterns? Because the younger kids, you know, they're also going to bowl junior gold, for example, and they're going to bowl on some of these tougher patterns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think it is important to kind of understand um, the, the patterns to, you know, kind of what the tendencies are for the, the lane patterns. Um, and you can, you know, it is obviously going to be different from, whether it's lane surface or even environmental with the, um, you know, humidity or weather or those types of things. But if you understand at least, you know, volume and length um, and then how your equipment will uh, match up uh, with that or kind of what you're kind of looking for um, that matches your um, game, of course, um, that that's really where it, it's at, is to, you know, understand what works for you and your style um, and what kind of motion that you're really kind of looking for um, on those certain patterns. And that's, I think, really what, um, you know, as a pro shop operator and, you know, matching that with the collegiate um, players is to get them to kind of really understand, you know, those two things is, you know, what they've got in their bag, you know, has to, 
look right in their eye, but then also be able to, um, you know, work well on the variety of, of patterns that we see at the uh, collegiate level. So, Lindsay, talk about your relationship with Storm, and like you said, how it's vital that you guys are have that partnership with Storm, and you can take yeah. your guys, because you guys are on the West Coast, so when you travel even to Vegas and you travel back east, I notice there's something coming up in Indianapolis, how you guys don't need to bring... 15 bowling balls a guy how you can take even like you said the your hand position and even you know just the um the um just with the the cover stock and manipulate the cover yeah. stocks to give you a different shape and look down the lane right yeah yeah and uh, you know it's been great the uh the relationship that we've had with storm and and even all the the roto grip stuff that we um you know get from them uh, has been great because the all the guys can um, you know, first of all, I mean, Storm and, and Roto have a great lineup as far as the equipment goes and, and have pieces that are very complementary to each other. Um, but that also works well for uh, a team in this case in which you're all really kind of trying to work together and, you know, and line up the fastest um, than your competition is that you can have a, a, an arsenal that really kind of um, matches not only the player individually but all the other players. And, and a lot of times, like last year, um, we had you know bags full of very similar equipment so that we knew that hey, it's time to go to you know the IQ you know gold ball you know you know right now. So everybody pretty much pulled out you know the mm-hmm. gold ball or hey it's uh, you know, um, Marvel West time, and they pretty much all pull out their Marvel West and throw that. So it's it's great in that it's uh, you know to have that at sort of your disposal to have a uh, a company that has the right lineup uh, and uh, and fills a lot of the holes, but then um, allows us to have equipment that matches up um, really well with the um, patterns that we see and able to have bags that we can basically take to tournaments knowing that um, we're going to be pretty well uh, set for um, for that event. Well, thanks, Lindsay, for your time, man. I really appreciate it, and uh, definitely wish you guys the best of luck this season, and we'll have to touch base with you a little bit later and catch up and see how it's going and have you back on the show. Yeah, great. I certainly appreciate the opportunity, and uh, thank you very much. 